Grand Rising, everybody. Hope everybody's doing good. I'm here to do a new podcast on community and a new rising community and what that might mean and how that might look um, as people are searching for new ways of being in the world, new ways of engaging in the world, new ways of partnering with nature, new ways of existence, especially as things are kind of going crazy. (laughs) (laughs) So we wanted to just kind of talk about kind of our vision, you know, what community means to us, how do we start to build a new community? How do we start to shift the narrative into spaces that, or holding a container for spaces Spaces that this new paradigm or this new way of existing in the world as things unfold change like old structures are kind of just falling by the wayside um and then how do we build or rebuild into something that's evolved right but still honoring like that that came before us the things that came before us and learning and then maybe restructuring and creating new things so kind of what we're talking about today And I think that some of that starts with dialogue and narrative, as I was saying, and being able to communicate effectively with the people that you're trying to build with. Absolutely. And vulnerability. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And that's kind of what we were doing earlier, right, Pam and I, um, talking, having these real life conversations, which I see happening more and more. Oh, gosh, yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, I don't know, Pam, if you have some examples of just what it looks like when you have some like at least some kind of a i wouldn't say a conflict but what could turn into a conflict arise within a community and how to communicate so that you continue to build um a community from that vulnerability trust you know and and be able to say hey this is something that needs to be maybe addressed or talked about without feeling like it has to be this hidden internal struggle and then really not communicated out so that then it's held within the individual and it comes out in a way that's maybe aggressive or whatever, but just addressing things as they are. Yeah. I think the biggest thing with that is, um, the ego, right? The defense mechanisms that are naturally built in and wired in our psychology. Um, I think the more that we heal and the more that we face ourselves, then we're not projecting and mirroring so much like wounds um, or taking things so personally. So when there are issues that, you know, come up, um, because that's where we're at, right? We're, we're in such massive individual, individual like life cycles and um, separation that community, um, has so many different looks and feelings and and so there is a lot of like anger and hostility and jealousy and insecurity that can arise when people come together um but i think from my own experiences it was recognizing like i'm no longer triggered by this like i'm not going to take it personally because this isn't actually about me this is that person you know expressing their point of view or their opinion, their needs, their desires, you know? So it's like when we can just 
have that general, um, generous listening, um, coming from generosity and not like listening so we can just talk and respond to people like that helps people feel seen and heard. And that helps avoid conflict. I think right there when you, when you feel understood at a deeper level. Yeah. I think in opening the space for that dialogue to happen too, because, um, like you said, the insecurities or the jealousy or whatever it is that shows up or rises in individuals tend to hold it in and not say anything about it um, out of fear, maybe a shame, which is shame is a big, big one. Right. Yeah. Um, and that shame is that cultivates some crazy behavior in individuals when they're not able to share um, kind of what's going on internally um, you know, and, and, and express it, you know, um, and then insecurities, like, you know, I think earlier, you know, Pam and I were talking and I myself was expressing some of the insecurities that came up around, um, you know, partnerships in terms of not like intimate partnerships, but business partnerships, because there are, you know, if you're, let's say you're partnering with someone and you're trying to build a new community, um, and then, the insecurity of maybe feeling like abandoned or like mm. like you're left to do all the work and then the individual <laughs> disappears and you're like what the hell i just spent a lot of time trying to build this thing and then again feeling kind of let down like damn like you know because that does happen you know building a community is like it's such a big vision for individuals, um, you know, and it's not an easy task. Like people will see the end result of a new community built, not understanding all of the kind of back end stuff that goes into place mm -hmm. for it to actually come to fruition. They just see the the end result. It's like that. It reminds me of that um, meme that they show where it's like the iceberg, right? And they show yeah. the iceberg. Up and all this other stuff that's happening under the surface, right? Yeah, oh, for real. And and I think the cool thing is with this new kind of paradigm shift, at least what I'm seeing is that these deeper conversations, these are typically people. So the new, what I believe is that these new communities that are going to surface, the new earth, as people would call it, are going to be communities of individuals who have done the spiritual work. Yeah. And, and a lot of what you said is like, you know, individuals um, understanding that it's not your shit. Yeah. And, 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 and then, the, but then the spiritual, other spiritual person who knows that it is their shit knows that it's not your shit either, too. They know yeah. that it's their shit and, they, and they're <laughs> able to express it, too. So there's this level of personal responsibility on both mm -hmm. ends. Absolutely. Which, Which is so vulnerable. <laughs> And it takes a lot of practice mm -hmm. uh, for individuals to get to that point. But that's kind of, I feel like that's what we need in these new communities are people who are able to say, let's talk about the real stuff, the real uncomfortable stuff and not like face the shadow together instead of trying to kind of sweep it under the rug. And I think in the Western world, we've done a really good job of sweeping our shit under the rug, right? Oh and my God. And then she's like, it still smells like shit. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, it's always going to smell like shit. I don't care how much perfume you put on it. Just... <laughs> yeah. For generations, for sure. Don't air it out. Don't let anyone know. Exactly. 
but we're going into a whole new way and a whole new level of understanding. And I think for us to be able to have these real conversations about our traumas, you know, I think we're the generation that's really working through the trauma, the historical trauma, the ancestral trauma, the, the current immediate trauma that our parents have held, you know, it's like, we're sort of like these transmutation centers that are, are working to, to transmute. And it's a lot to do. It's a lot of work. It's it's exhausting. (laughs) Yeah. It's painful sometimes for sure. (laughs) like wow we're here and it's not just one individual you know and I think even in biblical times it was the same thing you know if you think about Jesus Christ or Buddha or whoever you want it was a community of individuals that were working to transmute this very heavy energy um throughout the world and they were kind of like yeah these kind of like posts or centers that were taking in a lot of this very heavy dense energy and transmuting it into Mm -hmm. love yep which oh my god it's it's like i said it's exhausting sometimes it's like can i get a break (laughs) i just want a break (laughs) absolutely and especially once you have the awareness of it and you recognize like oh there's like all of this other stuff happening on these energetic levels that are so outside of, you know, the nine to five and just kind of (laughs) showing up how culture is set up now. And we know that like we can't um, function, right? We can't, our bodies, our minds, like our energy fields, we can't function in this current structure. Like we need to be able to have um, a sense of safety, like around other people to let our guards down. You think about it, we've been in like um, the survival reptilian brain mode. (laughs) You know, it's just changed and shifted. We're still constantly subconsciously accessing and assessing like, um, threats and dangers all the time around us. And I think it's just such high paced, fast paced, um, that there's no sense to rest and relax and and let the nervous system and you know that part of our bodies calm and when you can have other people around you and really completely like let go be yourself you know not worry about judgments and fears about those insecurities you know because you think you're this or you're that you know too much um, but knowing people are going to love you, people are going to hold space for you, um, literally hold you maybe like while you cry, um, like that shifts everything and that'll be a beautiful vision. <laughs> yeah, it will. And I think, you know, I think humanity, I don't know that we'll ever stay there, but I think a lot of us can get there. And I think that's where the time, <clears throat> pardon me, the time that we're in is, is really, recreating this space because you know people always tell me oh that you know that you know they think that we're crazy for thinking that we could have an earth where people actually get along and love each other (laughs) you know and i understand why there's there's so much in the human (laughs) it's already Mm -hmm. in our psyche right it's already there like war and battles and shadow and our separation from love and all this is already there so it does make sense that most people are like yeah we can never get there but for individuals who are completely doing the work and 
spiritually grounded, we know that it is possible to start a community that way. Will it stay that way? Probably not. But I do think that there are these pivotal moments throughout history where we had civilizations get to this point where a new community was necessary because like you said the, 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 it just the human race could not handle all of the stress or whatever the weight any longer mm. and there was a breaking point typically i think breaking points end up being this like war and then it ends up in chaos and you know it's the natural progression of life itself like it's nothing new humanity mm -hmm. keeps doing things over and over and over again will they stop i don't think so like i i know but there are individuals who are paving the way for a new way of being and it's kind of like the cycle kind of just goes over it's like that's how i see it. it's like this cycle this pattern that happens over and over with humanity where we reach our breaking point the whole system gets devoured Right. I mean, look at this. Think about it. Think about all the pyramids. Like you even go to India. There's all these megalithic, huge temples. These, I mean, beautiful art and no one lives in it. No one lives there. No one's even occupying. It's a museum. There's, so you think about like these civilizations that have rose, you know, into this great mighty power. You see these, these structures that were that were um, built and you think, wow, but no one's occupying them. So we know that, that that's part of civilization. We grow these great, um, these great structures and then they just go away after a while. Mm -hmm. And you're like, what happened? Well, what happened is what's happening now is that, you know, there might be a time when civilization, um, you know, a lot of people die off and there's just a few people left on the planet and maybe they don't have the wisdom and knowledge or the technology to build these great structures. So they start again. And I kind of feel like that's where we're headed. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We're headed to these smaller communities that are going to be able to survive when maybe these bigger structures kind of don't. And, <laughs> and then, you know, and so for me, it's like, yeah, this is a cycle of the pattern. It's, you know, will we stay in that harmony you know i think we're we're showing people how it could be mm. that doesn't necessarily mean that's how it's going to stay yeah i think it's gonna take a while to get there even um it could take a couple of generations before it becomes more balanced and we even really feel as a collective right like it's not i feel like right now we just kind of know the world is covered in war, <laughs> kind of like everywhere in chaos, right? Um, inequality, hatred, you know, just for people's beliefs or, you know, daily lifestyles. Um, so we know there's a massive imbalance between like the shadow and whatever, the light, um, the healthier aspect of <laughs> consciousness. But um, so I think we're in that shift to bring it. It probably will take a long time to reach a whole planetary like <laughs> vibrational frequency that is sustainable and maintainable but that's what we're looking for i feel like we're just all kind of sensing a deeper community and it's not maybe like our neighborhoods and what like our local you know kind of um 
streets and businesses can provide us, but it's finding family. It's finding really like a deeper sense of family. And I always think of like the villages of like our indigenous ancestors and how they really thrived and survived. And yeah, they probably had conflict within and ways to, you know, deal with hierarchy or whatnot. But, um, but there was still a sense of like everybody was taken care of and everyone, you know, provided um, you lived or you died like together. So, and I think we've lost that. Um, now it's like, you can just put up a fence and block out your neighbor and you don't, you can live in the same place for 30 years and and not know your neighbors. Um, so there's that, that point of like, yeah, I'm in a community, but am I really like engaged and gaining something? And that's the one thing that's coming out of, um, the past year, especially for me, because I've, been like we were talking about people are looking for this right as part of that new um shift emerging it's been like you're feeling called to find it and um it's been emerging more so i think collectively it's showing up finally yeah i do too and i think the people that are doing the work so they always talk about the 144,000 or whatever it is and all this and that and and i think that's what it is it's the individuals who are hearing the call does that mm -hmm. mean it's and you know with that stuff i think people tend to use it as like oh it's only i no anybody can be part of that you know and it, it, that number itself you know biblically i'm not going to get into it and i don't know how people have thought about that number but my I've belief is i heard it twisted tied into twin flames which i think we've talked about maybe before but like 144 yeah thousand twin flames that again were those portal energetic gatekeepers mm -hmm. um yeah yep and that's you know, it, it's not just like, oh, it's just for me or it's just for whoever wakes up to the call is what I believe it is. It's just wake up to the divine purpose and, and you'll know, you'll know what you're being called to. Um, and it really is, in my personal opinion, that those individuals are here to help pave the way for a new earth, for mm -hmm. a, a new way of existing within the planet. And I think we've learned a lot, you know. Um, you know, some of the theories that we like, I know I always go back to spiral dynamics, but I like it because it's an easy framework to understand. But yeah, and I don't think we'll, I don't know that we'll go completely back down the spiral. We, it's possible. But I think that we're learning from our mistakes into a new evolution of consciousness where we can build from our past mistakes and learn something from it, you mm -hmm. know, and, and hopefully um, the next generation, you know, kind of build something different and, and it will, I mean, just think about the, the structures of the past. They were so huge and vast and pyramids and, you know, these big stones that they used. And then we went to these smaller kind of structures, right? Homes and, you know, adobes and stuff. I mean, it's it's just crazy how each generation, um, our civilization sees the world in a different way and then kind of structures it in a different way, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, No, it definitely does. Know? Historically yeah. looking back at time periods and seeing the rise mm -hmm. and the fall. Absolutely. I don't think that we lived in a mechanistic, scientific 
completely scientific world before. Like, I think we're more mechanistic than maybe our ancestors were. I, I have a feeling that they were more in partnership or maybe closer to what I call alchemy. Um, mm -hmm. And you get in not bastardizing it as much. I think our ancestors may have done that. I'm not 100% sure, but I do think they were onto something and they were a little bit closer, but I think they probably had catastrophic um, backlash from that because I think they were messing, really messing with things that they didn't know, kind of like the particle accelerator. Like, you know, it's a very mechanical way to smash particles. Um, if you look at it, it's a machine. You know what I mean? But I think our ancestors figured out other ways to do stuff like that and probably left to civilizations some catastrophic event, you know, probably <laughs> because they were maybe closer to understanding nature than we are. This Absolutely. era, very mechanistic. It's like well, they think we're machines. Right. And it's like we're not machines. Um <laughs> Well, looking at the Mayan calendars, you know, like how many different varieties of calendars they had that could track the stars and they, they would track eclipses that were to come, you know, years in advance. So absolutely. Like I sit out there under the stars sometimes and really think like, wow, man, how, like to, to have that much time in energy to ob to be like observational and, and then mathematic and statistical, like it's crazy. And we lack so much of that knowledge and wisdom and can't figure it out now. Um, yeah. So I think it like that's part of where we're kind of going back to and what we're craving is what we lost there. Yeah. And to include it and obviously transcend it, but also mm -hmm. to recognize this evolutionary process we've gone through right now too, which is very yeah. mechanistic. There's something to be learned from that, you know, and I think science is starting to learn from that. Like, oh, shoot, now we have to use spiritual language to describe what we're seeing, you know, in this, in quantum physics. They don't really know what to label what they're seeing or how they're observing you know, at the smallest, smallest portion of our reality, right? When you look at that, it's a tiny portion, um, um, how to use that and, and how to look at it. And so, you know, I think with the new community or this paradigm shift where we're creating these new structures, I, I kind of feel, and I know that these new communities are going to be more um, organic than they are mechanistic. Like they're going to go Absolutely. back to 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 the way of nature yep. you know what i mean to the Absolutely. way of, yeah because this mechanistic thing that we've created or the worldview that we've created in this paradigm has i mean i'm not saying it hasn't done a lot for us because it has it advanced us in certain ways but it also um <laughs> it's also done some some damage in a certain way too but we have to learn from it. And I don't even know. I mean, I think there's going to be a split off. I don't know how you, how you see it. I think there'll be a split off of individuals who totally will go into the technical era where there'll be yes. AI, computer, yep. digital, that kind of thing. And I think there'll be a split for people who are like, I don't want to be in that. I'm going to nature yeah. and living off the land. I think there might be a separation on that level. Absolutely. Um, I can see that. Yep. Mm -hmm. And then on the other side of that, eventually, like, I think um, we'll come back together again as a humanity, like, 
kind of just mirroring <laughs> the separation from source and coming back to oneness seems to kind of just be a structural system the universe plays out and <laughs> we mirror. We do, we mirror. Yeah. Maybe the whole universe is a twin flame. <laughs> right, masculine, feminine. Do you um, see what I'm saying? It's like yeah, maybe no. that from the beginning was that. Absolutely. That, you know what I mean? And And somehow there was this struggle you know, I don't know because it, it's a possibility actually when you think about it, because really the twin flame is a duality, right? That was split. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, I mean, it, it, in simple terms, that's how I see it. Yeah, absolutely. The androgynous energy that went into masculine and feminine and then created from that and their own energetic, like, yeah, vibrational frequencies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the logging to be back to wholeness again, to oneness. Yeah. And it's weird too, because we, we come up with these narratives of like male versus female stuff. And it's not even that it's, yeah. we're supposed to be working together. Um, but we're so, we're so masculine right now. The energy is so masculine. Patriarchy. <laughs> I mean, it's just, and it's not, and that's the thing too. It's like when you think about communities, right? Because the feminist movement, all these people, well, you feminine? No, I'm not a feminist. I'm not. I yeah. am for the balance between the matriarch and patriarch, which is not being expressed in the collective right now. It's just not. Right. Period. And you know, I stand behind the rise of the matriarch. Um, and and her to reclaim her place on the throne because Absolutely. what's happened is she's been caged I always I almost see it like you know the dragon and Shrek I like to to always bring movies in because I think it gives people visual but I always think about it like in Shrek you know like they've caged that the dragon Princess Fiona. no the dragon they've caged oh the dragon, the dragon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And she's this feminine. And then finally, when she's loose, she, you know what I mean? It's like, but all she really wanted at the end of the day was to be loved. She didn't need to be caged. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because then she's, she, you know, she finds love in the donkey or whatever. I know. So I'm still. laughing over here. Like, but, but I thought you're going you with know, Fiona. <laughs> but yeah. I get it. No. no that inner dragon that we cage up. That's right. right. They have Lay your inner her. dragon out to go after your donkey. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> go find your jackass. No, just kidding. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but if you see that you cage the dragon too long, yeah. You know, if you're in a Game of Thrones, is another good one where, you know, at the end, she just burns everything up. Her yeah. Fury comes out. You know, and just she burns everything up. She doesn't. She doesn't stop. She doesn't find her donkey. She's like, "You pissed me off enough. I'm gonna burn it all down." <laughs> so I, I always see us as as this. I always see the sacred feminine as this caged dragon who's trying mm. to get out. Yeah. I don't know why that's the visual that comes to me, and and it's like you it. keep pissing her off, and she's gonna come and burn down the whole village. Yeah. You know, and paved the way for a new earth to rise too, though. Goddess Kali, right there. Yep. It's Kali. And yeah. so I think, you know, it's so she can reclaim her place on her throne, not to, which is rightfully hers, right? But I think the, mm -hmm. like, I feel like the patriarch has totally 
caged her up and tried to lock her away. Um, and that's kind of the visual that I get, you know what I mean? And then if you think about it, when you think about the mysteries, this kind of just came to mind out of nowhere. I'm like, hmm, interesting thought. But if you think about the great mysteries that they've kept from us, right? Because everybody's yeah. constantly, those are great mysteries. Well, guess what the great mystery is? It's the sacred feminine. And they've mm -hmm. locked that away too. Because these yep. men, while they run the earth, guess what they're using? They're using women's magic. They're using the sacred feminine magic. And they're just caged it up, locked it away and said, it's, you know, nobody can have access to this information. Right. So all same thing with the sacred plant medicines. Mm -hmm. Yep. 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 And they're using it and wielding it for their own will. And, and really what it is, is that they, because if you see, they do honor the sacred feminine, these men, they do go to these, uh, temp if you see their temples and stuff, even, you know, even colleges, right? Alma Mater, it's the great sacred mother, but women couldn't go to get education at a place that was honoring the sacred feminine. So basically they're using, they're sucking her power, yeah. her, sucked her power and try to keep the feminine energy out. Because when we wield magic, it becomes tenfold what a man can do. So, and that's why they're afraid, they're afraid. They're afraid that when women are called back to their magic, they know that things are going to shift. And that's what's happening. Mm -hmm. They earned us for doing our magic. And then they took it from us. And then they tried to wield it for themselves. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I did not think about that until just right now. It's all clear. You know what I mean? It's like, that's just like, whew, holy Jesus. That's what's happening. <laughs> Yeah, no, there's been so much suppression, um, so much, yeah, denial and lies and <laughs> cover-ups. It's crazy. It's crazy. We don't even know. And that's the thing you were talking about earlier, like how we have to kind of transmute this heaviness for the collective, right? Because we have to heal the past to build and shift into the new. And it's like you don't even understand the the heavy toll of what is really truly out there because it's been suppressed and hidden and lied and covered up for so long that we're channeling and tapping into energy that we can't fully see and understand that you know and we're we're given this mission of clearing it away um, so we can bring in these new blueprints for that like new Earth five D like whatever um, it's insane it's a lot and no and like no wonder why. <laughs> we're all kind of just falling apart in some ways because it's a huge um undertaking and it's so painful and it's so infuriating like it just like it really does upset me like very much i was trying not to swear there <laughs> but it does it really infuriates me and i've done a lot of work to um intentionally heal that feminine that was like abused and infiltrated and just yeah um so much. So I'm glad so that was a cool um, insight that you had. Perfect timing. <laughs> well, yeah, I think I just, as I talked about it, I started to get these visuals of like mm -hmm. these men doing these rituals to draw upon the energy of the sacred feminine magic, but holding it in a locked cage. You know what I mean? Cause that's how I see it. It's like, they've tried to lock out the mysteries of the sacred feminine for so long. Tarot mm -hmm. was bastardized. That's a very feminine thing. Our, it's our magic. The witches were burned for doing their magic, you know, um, <coughs> um, 
everything that has to do with the with the mysteries of the sacred feminine were were taken and destroyed mm-hmm. and but they but but in their confines of their own churches they they created their own and it honestly it's sorcery it's not even magic it's sorcery they're using mm-hmm. um dense heavy energy um to control the masses and it's crazy too because now that i'm thinking about it you know the tarot itself they they weren't okay with tarot right the yeah. full deck and that's where that whole you're not playing with the full deck of cards comes from people most people don't know this right i've talked about it before but the the 52 deck yeah, is playing the minor cards. arcana oh. of the tarot it's the minor arcana of the tarot um and and they took out the major arcana which is where the mysteries are and that's actually where the the high priestess sits right yeah so literally they were okay with these playing cards being mm. playing cards which turned into casinos you yeah. know what i mean and i've talked about this before they've turned them into casinos to keep people asleep from the true mystery of what the tarot is if you go to the casinos it's literally the tarot um on steroids and it's, <laughs> it's just and it's missing it's missing the major arcana like the entire thing that's exactly what it is and who owns those major casinos men so for me they took her mystery they caged it and they used it for their own will and you know so they've eventually someone's got to pay the price and i think all of us are going to pay the price for it if we don't wake up yeah you know in some way but you know atonement for sure and then i just it's crazy because i get these visions of all of it and the interconnection to all of it and it's like whoa like it's deeper sometimes i see the deeper depths of what has happened you know just by getting flashes and visuals So I think that that, you know, it's crazy to me that, you know, what's happening right now. And then I've told people like, we're in for a ride. You know what I mean? I don't know how that energy is going to expel itself or how it's going to look. Um, I think we're seeing some residue of it. You know, maybe people are starting to mentally go crazy because they can't handle it. You know, you've got to get spiritually right at the end of yeah. the day. Yeah, that's the void everybody's subconsciously looking and longing for, and just filling it with material shit and don't realize it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And getting right and to connect and create new communities—that's yeah. going to have to happen. And it's having these dialogues, like you were saying, these deep, yeah. deep, deep conversations where we could be vulnerable with each other and accept one another. Yes. And work through our things together and hold each other in love and you know let people know i'm with you i am with you Mm -hmm. you know i can't carry your cross and burdens but i'm with you i'll walk alongside you you know i won't leave you but i can't carry your cross because i have mine to carry you know what i mean absolutely you know so kind of you were talking about the you know the fact that we put like these fences around our neighbors and we don't know them you know one thing that i think individualism mechanistic worldview kind of taught us too is to set boundaries that we didn't necessarily have i think living in a tribe and all that 
you know, I'm not sure how much the boundaries were there. We did need to understand how to set those boundaries for ourselves um, so that we can communicate, you know, those things. Mm -hmm. But now it's become too much. Like it's it's overly um, individualized and we have a whole yeah. we have in the Western world. Now we say in the Western world, we have a whole entire population of narcissistic behavior. It's on the yeah. rise, right? Yeah, I think all we can do at this point is um, really look and get creative. Like you're talking about that divine, you know, feminine you know, goddess energy of creation. Like, what are we wanting for that new paradigm? What do we want to see emerge? What kind? What does community look and feel like for us and our children and our grandchildren? And I think it is that sustainability, off-grid, right? Everybody kind of be able to live um, with their own produce and trees and, you know, be able to, like, kind of live off the land in that instance, as well as having that emotional and social intelligence and the ego is kind of healed and not all in the chaotic wiring of its psychology. Um, so I don't know. That's what I think about and what I look forward to and, and what I've seen um, with my children, kind of being able to have that moment of tap into community and play and being able to be free with a group of other kids. And it was the most beautiful thing on when I did a community weekend in August, honestly. Um, it was like, I don't know, like three-year-olds to like 17-year-olds, all ages, and they all just took care of each other. They all played. There was not one argument, not one fight, not any pushing, shoving, bickering over anything for a whole weekend. We had a power outage and a thunderstorm and everything. You know what I mean? Like, it was just the most beautiful thing. And I can't ever remember seeing that as a child and experiencing that in a classroom setting or in home between siblings, <laughs> you know, um, not with those kind of age gaps. Um, and, and sort of see them just take care of each other and and stuff and the adults being able to like take care of each other's children um you know regardless of um the fact that we normally do plant medicines like this was a, a time where we stepped away from that and we we didn't have that it was family focused so for me when i think about community i think like because we've definitely talked about plant medicines in a few of our episodes and I'm just coming out of that weekend again. Like that's the hardest thing, doing retreats and connecting with people and, and sharing a space where you're all on the same wavelength. And then you go back right into your space, into your home, into your town or city where you feel isolated and none of those people are around you. Um, and so I think it, it's trying to cultivate that connection and cultivate healing, um, regardless if it's plant medicine or not. I'm just noticing like in my world where I'm gonna create. Um, and I think there's so much growth and healing that I'm witnessing and it's allowing me to see people at their absolute best, at their absolute worst, at their absolute, you know, vulnerable and chaotic. And I've never been able to genuinely feel so much love and gratitude for other people and not, um, and, and still know I have my own place. Like I'm still my own individual identity and I bring my own, you know, energy into that circle. Um, so I think that's where we need to kind of shift to, to be those creators of what's to come and stop getting like lost in the past. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, 
I totally agree. And I think it's hard, like you said, going from one um, kind of community to the next, because I hear this a lot with individuals, um, you know, where they're like, you know, I couldn't say the same thing I'm saying with you, with other people, they would think I was crazy and stuff like that. And I think it's true, but I don't think it's true. And maybe it's because I've cultivated and created a community where people know me. They know my story. I just say it. But also because I'm vulnerable enough to mention it. And then people open up their self once mm -hmm. you open up yourself. Like it's just, it yeah. happens. Like everybody has these things that they've gone through that are afraid to express, you know. But when you do go out to maybe what we call the, I don't even know if I want to call it the real world. I would say what we're creating is the real world. But when you go back out into the world after coming from, you know, a weekend where you're <laughs> connected to the, you know, your spiritual community and you found your people that, you know, how do you engage in the world outside yeah. of that becomes a, it becomes a challenge for a lot of people. Um, and I say, just be you. And if they don't accept you, that is not your problem. I right. like, I'm not saying it's easy to get there, but I can tell you that that's the way I operate anyway. You don't have to operate like me, but I'm like, I am who I am. It, it, you accept it all or you don't accept it at all. I, it's it, to me, it's, it's not my prerogative. Um, but I, I can't stay in situations where in other words, I can't socialize with the with pop culture, if you will. Mm -hmm. Like I can't socialize in that arena. I don't understand how to communicate in those spaces. Um, but you tend to start attracting individuals who are speaking your language, right? Mm -hmm. Once you start to get clear about what it is that you're needing in community, those people will magnetize towards you eventually. Absolutely. They'll magnetize towards them and you'll find your community. Yep. Um, and, and, you know, it's a natural thing. It happens organically. Um, you know, the time to be lonely is over. So I think a lot of people, like I've had this worldview or this point of view since I was like three. That's as far back as I can remember, two to three years old. And, you know, feeling completely alone mm -hmm. all my life. Yeah. Where now this narrative's happening everywhere. I think most people are like, yeah. I can't talk like that. I'm like, what are you talking about? There's a lot of people who have, are talking about this. Now there are tons of communities out there who are talking about what we're talking about. There are people who you can feel safe and comfortable and say, yo, I'm not from this planet. I'm not from here. And people will understand you. You know, yeah. the time of, of that loneliness is over and Absolutely. community, it's time for us to unite as a community and hold each other in that sacred space because you no longer are alone. Right. You're not. You're, it's just you're not. There are communities out there. Um, the journey that you do, though, has to be your own. The cross that you carry through this journey is your own. And that can be lonely and hard. You can't give your cross to somebody else. It's yours to carry. And you have to understand how to maneuver through that. But you do have these allies, kind of like the hero's journey, right? You have your allies yeah. along the way that are here to help you through it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It's just like with Frodo, right? He he had to, he had to be the one to carry the the cross, but he had people allies along the way 
but he had to carry and they had their own crosses to carry. Yeah. You know, look at Sam. Sam wasn't <laughs> like me. Yeah. You no, know, oh my God, I love the Lord of the Rings. It's like the best. No, that's a great. I know. Um, well, look at Sam. Sam had his own stuff he had to carry. Look at Smeagol. He was trying to calling him no, names God. and trying to get in, put a wedge between the two. You know, he had his own stuff going on too. Right. People forget that. He, you know, wasn't just Frodo carrying the burden. Like Sam had to help him carry that burden too, but he had his own shit going on, right? Yeah. So <laughs> even Smeagol had his own cross to, you know, carry. The poor, the poor guy, <laughs> or, or Schmeagle, whatever you call him. He had his own no. cross. So everybody had their own little cross. And no, absolutely. They all, they all had to recognize <laughs> that they had to carry their own shit, that they couldn't carry it for the other individual. Right? Even Sam takes off and leaves. Doesn't he leave? He's like, I got to figure my shit out because I'm taking on your stuff and you don't want to, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> It's it's heavy. Not about, it's not just about the main character. Everybody's going through it. <laughs> right. <clears throat> Absolutely. We're all the main character in our own stories. That's why storytelling and that myth um, is something we have culturally lost because we're getting caught up in the narratives and the myths, like you said, pop culture uh, of other people's stories that now becomes a fantasy um, to us while we're sinking <laughs> into depression. <laughs> or whatever, um, because we don't know how to get our life to be that kind of magic, um, even though it's all just a freaking illusion. So yeah, absolutely. And that's why it's like, we just need to shift focus on ourselves and what we can create and bring to it. And I totally, it's funny, you were you're kind of talking about being alone. I, that was definitely one of the themes of my weekend. I had um, massive, like, because I was going to the fetal position. <laughs> when I'm on, when I'm heavy under, you know, ayahuasca or, or shrooms or whatever, um, I do, I take to the fetal position and I just pull myself as close and tight into a ball as I can. And I go into my journey. And in that space, it was, um, you know, the womb, I do a lot of womb healing and I could see myself as this fetus and I felt so alone, but it was like, no, like, the perspective, you know, like the camera kind of took a notch out in the scene. And it was like, oh, there's your mother. Like there's the body that's carrying and holding you. Like you're not alone. And, and it was so symbolic for the, the, again, the mirroring of the universe and how it, you know, it, we're just connected to that. So it was like this parent and this child connection that I really got to experience and seeing, um, like the thing, like, yeah, I don't want to be alone. Like, I don't want to, like, I, I have to carry my shit, my weight, like you're saying, my ring, my cross. Um, but I don't want to do it alone anymore. And I feel like I've done that. And now it's the time, especially with the, being in the middle of the eclipse that we're in. I think when we emerge this weekend, um, it's going to be in that 5D. It's going to be in that earth, new earth territory that we've been laying the foundation for, for quite some time. Like it's here. Like the structure's here, like we're building it already, intentionally or not, like we're tapped into a collective consciousness. And this is where we just need to be more um, consciously aware of our desires, our needs, our wants, and what we're manifesting, because it's going to start showing up in our realities. Yeah, um, it will. Good morning. Yeah. 
I think we're coming to an end on this, but I would say go back and listen to the podcast if you, you know, if you're just joining, because, um, you know, we talked a lot about, you know, the new earth and kind of the new paradigm and, you know, what we see coming. Um, and, you know, I think for those individuals who are feeling like disconnected or that they don't have community, you know, we're a community, we're here, you know, you can always reach out to us. We have women of consciousness on Facebook. Um, you know, you can go to our Instagram, you can always message us. So, you know, we're real people <laughs> we really <laughs> you. Um, because, you know, it is a world community, um, you know, and I think if we can join forces and let people know they're not alone, you're not alone on this journey, um, but you will have to carry your cross. That mm -hmm. is not something that you can just dump on somebody else. It's yours to carry. But guess what? There's always a Sam <laughs> <that's gonna laughs> up to support you along the journey or the way. And you're always going to be held in the belly of the mother. You know, like you said, that womb space. So there's allies that are there. And I think mm -hmm. we tend to like forget. You know, it's like focus on your allies because we are always focusing, not always, but I think people tend to focus on what they're, what's not there. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's how the brain's wired, right? Negativity yeah. and lack and all of the disappointment. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, we have to rewire ourselves. Yeah, this propaganda, as my friend says, all the propaganda that's happening right now and the narratives and these, you know, narratives that are circulating throughout society and stuff like that trying to twist and get us confused and not know what we are who we are all that kind of stuff you know the propaganda keeps us stuck that's why i always tell people rise above that narrative the political narrative is propaganda the sociological propaganda all of it is just propaganda to keep you from you understanding that a new community needs to emerge and that yeah. new community is the individuals who are actually carrying the sacred soul like they're carrying this 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 calling or this legacy within them that's trying to manifest yeah and guess what you're there is a community you, you know we're here we, mm -hmm. we're here there's other individuals you know we just eventually need to have a collective where we all unite and come together and you see pockets of those individuals coming together um, yeah. But we all need a, you know, a network to know like, hey, we got you, you know, we're here, we're, you're, you're not alone. Um, and, you know, we hold that container for love and, and respect and honor, not to say that, you know, that we don't have our own conflicts, but we talk about it. We're able to have like an actual conversation without trying to go to war with each other, which yeah. is like. You know, we can have a difference of opinion and still honor it. You know what I mean? Which has just been lost in all societies, right? So there's this, a bunch of conflict and, you know, but we're able to talk about it, discuss it and, and look at it and, you know, and hopefully that we'll have a community that, you know, is based on that trust and, and connection and authenticity and generous listening and communication and all the things that get to happen. Mm. Um, when you're building these healthy communities. So, yeah. Do you have anything That's... else to say, Pam, before we go? <laughs> um, no, I just think, like, we'll start seeing new leadership emerging. Like you were saying, the, the feminine rising up um, on her throne and, and putting back her crown. 
Uh, I think it's going to shift a lot of balance between feminine and masculine, especially like as we intentionally choose the healing path and integration path. Um, so I think more shadow will be revealed of the collective in that sense and new, um, yeah, new feminine masculine leadership will, will be that, um, guiding post, like you were saying earlier, that, that integrates, um, and formulates where we're going. So that's exciting. So I think for the people out there that have been doing the, um, power recall and self-empowerment and confidence and having to rise up in those roles. Like it's for a purpose. It really is like do the work and allow yourself to elevate elevate. because it's time. It is. Yeah. And he says the only person who's going to take the crown is this for at this rate. Yeah. I think, you know, there's that, there'll be that uh, power struggle for sure. That's what Pam was talking about. The shadow um, is going to emerge because because there will be a battle of the feminine taking her crown and and of course there's going to be a battle if you want to call it lucifer nobody just gives their crown up that easy do they (laughs) (laughs) no one says here's the crown but energetically if you're talking because to me lucifer is just the archons and the eons it's that dense 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 matter that comes in and 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 tries to suffocate humanity is that the sacred feminine will rise and you know that part needs to happen so that the patriarch and matriarch can can reunite yeah they've been separated for too long absolutely you know, and like, even lucy tragic love, the universal right? tragic love story <laughs> absolutely because even lucifer stems from pan who was the nature you know like the equivalent almost of gaia in a sense this nature deity um and so like, yeah, almost like Lilith and all of like the feminine that was stripped and taken away and suppressed, like the same thing has happened that even like that kind of masculine energy. Um, so we need to look and see where it's been distorted and fix it and heal it and integrate it. Yeah. And, and see that's what why emerges. We're like, the wounded feminine and wounded masculine has to be healed internally within mm-hmm. all of us. Yep. Then we come together and we're able to have relationship with men and women together. Like that doesn't even happen anymore. That's just been totally distorted and lost in, in civilization and community where, you know, where are the healthy masculine energies and the healthy feminine energies? Those are what we're talking about uniting, because if you saw it as a tragic love story of the sacred the patriarch and matriarch being separated and controlled by these heavy energies. That's what's happened. And that's kind of where the separation is too. If you see it, it's like, Oh, men are better. Women are, it's not a gender thing. It's this wounded, sacred, feminine and masculine internally. That's actually magnified externally. And so we have to like heal that within ourselves. And then once we do, then we can have these really powerful relationships with men and women together which is what we're we're really needing. We need yeah. these healthy relationships to be restored with men and women. And you know, I think we're all longing for it. You Absolutely. know what I mean? And it's and and calling names and men are bad or women are bad or all this stuff is just keeping us separated from each other when we should be working together. You know, so you know, the sacred feminine does need to take her crown. Um, because I feel like, yes, maybe like if you said Lucifer, which would be very masculine energy has sort of caged her 
<laughs> and and has not given her a place on the throne and that's why we have all this issue so women just need to hold tight hold the womb space and um and help these men heal they're you know and same for women men need to hold a space for women to heal so we need both that's all yep. i'm going to say we need men to hold space for women and we need women to hold space for men um absolutely. we need to stand closer together as humanity absolutely and that's that's kind of where we're at with it you know what i mean so we got to heal ourselves and then we can come reunite together the feminine mm -hmm. and the masculine that's what we stand for women of consciousness is about healing the wounded feminine and masculine energies and reuniting them in sacred uh union so yes. there you go yeah it's beautiful awesome. it's the new paradigm it's happening and from that place of conscious creation we can co-create with the universe and ourselves and our partners the new kind of world and i think that's right that new earth mm -hmm. absolutely <laughs> yeah. absolutely so it's creating exciting. new yes it is exciting so we have to go we have a nice training that we're going to but um love and light follow us on facebook women of consciousness or instagram women of consciousness and um if you need to if you want to connect with us let us know and um yes have a blessed day as well and lots yeah, of love and light day. to all the sacred brothers and sisters out there doing the work continue we need it mm. yeah thank you we love it <laughs> bye bye